This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The airport authority is calling this a way to give consumers another option. But the taxi industry says it is unfair and dangerous. Yesterday, the Greater Toronto Airport Authority announced a pilot project for ride-sharing companies to pick up and drop off passengers at Toronto, Pearson via the Uber and Lyft apps. Some consumers like the idea because it could be a lot cheaper than cab fare, assuming, of course, that surge pricing doesn't come into play. We want to hear from you. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we go to Christine Hubbard, Operations Manager at Beck Taxi. Hi, Christine. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so what is your reaction to this? First of all, were you surprised by it? Did you expect it? No, we didn't expect it. I was absolutely surprised by it. Yesterday morning, uh, upon that Newswire release, we found out the same time as everyone else did. And my reaction was that, first, that it's kind of an untimely announcement. Uh, This Thursday, tomorrow, actually, it will be presented to Licensing and Standards Committee, uh, plan to review all of those, uh, the bylaw, Chapter 546, that was introduced uh, or enacted about two years ago um, that invited yeah, 50,000-plus private hire vehicles onto the streets of our city. And, and definitely Toronto has been the slowest in responding to um, producing these reports uh, as compared to other large cities. But, you know, they all seem to point to increased traffic and congestion. Um, the fact that they've removed the training obviously increases the risk uh, to uh, pedestrians and cyclists and, and everyone using the roads. I just think that there is a whole lot that needs to be examined here before uh, another property allows them to attend. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think, uh, you know, uh, obviously this is a danger to the taxi industry, but what about to consumers? What are the problems you see there? Well, I think to consumers, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, the, the interest lies in the cheaper fare. But the conflict there lies in the fact that here we are in a province where we're talking about fair compensation for work, uh, raising the minimum wage. You know, these are what many, many people are advocating for. But in many cases, it's the same people who are happy to jump into essentially a taxi uh, and pay 50% less of what someone should have made to do the same work. So I just think there's a really interesting uh, conflict there that doesn't seem to have been talked about very much, but, uh, you know, and a lot of times you get what you pay for, and I think that's something that we we can all, um, you know, we've all had experience with. A taxi is commercially insured 24 hours a day. This is a truly regulated uh, industry in Toronto. Toronto police do the criminal background checks for taxi drivers. Uber drivers are not getting those same criminal background checks. Many, many of them are unmarked. None of these drivers have been trained. You know, these are the things that we need to examine when we start talking about uh, the government's role in 
regulating this type of service because over a hundred years of, of hard lessons, we've learned what is important. And the way you order the service, the way you pay for the service, those are things that can change and uh, evolve. But what happens in that car when the driver of that vehicle really is taking your life in his hands? You know, what do we expect as far as that's concerned? Okay, I, I want to give the numbers out again uh, to see if our audience has something to say about sure. this. 416 toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Back to the cost issue. I take your point, and uh, there is a lot of controversy that people who are part-time Uber drivers end up making very little money. But, of course, I mean, it's up to them if, if it's worth their while. A cab ride from the airport is... It's it's very expensive, and when you think that sometimes people are operating on a discounted fare, so uh, I don't know, say you're you you've had a discount fare that that was a, a couple of hundred bucks or three hundred bucks, and then it's seventy dollars to get downtown from the airport um, to get to a residential area. It's it's just that it's it's a lot of money. Well, I do think that, you know, these are just some options, uh, you know, ways to get downtown from the airport. We do have the Up Express that's been introduced. I mean, I think that taxis and and limousines, I mean, obviously limousines are a luxury and some people will say that taxis, uh, you know, there there is... If you go by uh, the actual fare on the cab, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it usually... Uh, at least to where I live, comes out actually a little more than the 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 uh, you know the the standard rate from the limo. Right. Well, I'd say you know what, uh, if you're driving your own car, as an example, uh, you'll pay. I think that going rate is what forty dollars a day for parking while you're away. I mean, there's the idea again that there is this mass transit option with the Up Express that's been introduced. There is the taxi option, but. You know, I do get concerned when we start talking about, well, if they're willing to do it, it's up to them, they'll, you know, take as little as they can. I mean, we would never apply that to any other job. And I just, you know, I start to wonder how we got to a place where it was okay to pay a taxi driver less. Uh, but it's not okay to pay anyone else less. And I think um, when you talk about wanting to have well-maintained vehicles that the city actually stopped inspecting, which is very, very concerning to me. Um, But the first things in this industry that tend to go downhill when people aren't making money, we'll start to see uh, less well-maintained vehicles. Um, you'll see people who are driving many, many more hours than, than likely they should. And we've heard a lot of cases where these Uber drivers have, you know, there was a, at the beginning when they were introduced to our city, there was this idea that, oh, well, they're utilizing vehicles that are otherwise idle in their parking spots or uh, driveways. But that's not the case. Many drivers have purchased vehicles or have leased vehicles sometimes through Uber in order to provide this service. And as those rates continue to go down and as these drivers continue to make less, I mean, I think we all know what starts to happen. But now they don't have a choice. They've bought or, or leased this vehicle in the hopes of doing this work, and now there's no money to be made. You know, what are they left with? So there are a lot of people, I think, that are sort of trapped in that um, situation, and we're finding, actually, that they're bringing those vehicles over into the taxi business. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you have to say? Uh, I remember back when the mayor, John Tory, was first commenting on this, and his attitude kind of was... Uh, these things are here to stay and you can't really fight them. So you may as well figure out a way to live with them. What do you say to that? I just find that really um, just a, just one way to brush off responsibility for this. I think, 
um, you know, one counselor said to me, and I won't say who it was, you know what, Christine, it's like drugs. We, you know, if people are silly enough to use them, there's nothing we can do to stop it. And I, I actually, when I heard the words coming out of his mouth, I thought, this can't be real. Should we guess who it was? No, yeah, I would ask you not to, but this is a conversation that I had in City Hall with a, a, a sitting, existing city councillor, and it was just this really sort of eye-opening moment where I thought, they're not even going to try. Your job is public safety and consumer protection, but you're not even going to try mostly because they had been allowed to operate for years before they even had started to address it. So this idea of not being able to put the toothpaste back in the tube, uh, there's still a lid. You know, you can still put the lid on the tube so no more toothpaste comes out. Okay, let's take a quick call from Steve in Toronto. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you, Libby? Fine, how are you? I like your show. Thank you. Uh, Libby, I want to say uh, these, uh, ta- these uh, industries like Uber... Uh, I don't take Uber. I take the taxi, like back. I support back taxi. Okay. Okay. Thanks. And I want to say, why you don't, the, all the taxis have cameras, but Uber doesn't have cameras and stuff like that that you say. That's a good point. Do and all your cabs have, have... They should look at, they should, I uh, like what Christine said about the tax, about the Uber. They don't have no regulations on uh, criminal checks and uh Taxi companies have more. They, better, they have more they have and regulations, plus, just and, not as stringent. And the prices are, are more cheaper for Uber. That's why young people take Uber. But why don't the taxi industries like the airport to go downtown? Like put it like thirty dollars to go downtown, make it more better for the people. Okay, Steve, I'm okay. going to let Christine respond. Yeah, a couple okay, of things there. You. Yeah, that's thank great. You. So, uh, yes, every, actually, not only in Beck Taxi, but every taxi in the city of Toronto has a camera inside the vehicle uh, that can be accessed only by Toronto police. So that is something that, uh, you know, again, if we were going to really be introducing a level playing field, uh, all private hire vehicles along with taxis would have that. But much more important to me would be the safety factor. This, this is something that was introduced to protect riders and drivers. And, you know, I, I do fail to understand how it is that these Uber vehicles or Lyft vehicles don't have to have that. These, you know, arguably carrying the most precious and important cargo that they could be, um, you know, these are safety uh, measures that were introduced very much in response to um, safety concerns, and they have significantly reduced uh, the incidence of, um, you know, alleged assault against drivers and, you know, potentially against riders as well. I think um, that's a great point. And, uh, Christine, we are basically out of time. So uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. And and about the $30 to the airport, uh, you know, we'll be introducing promo codes in our app uh, as the year progresses. But uh, we do believe that people should get paid uh, a reasonable amount of money for the work that they're doing so that they can uh, live and and raise their families in this city like everybody else does. Okay. Christine Hubbard from Beck Taxi, thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. 
Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.